his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. Helping each other is good. Helping each other is the right thing to do. Feeding each other, it's good. Giving somebody a place to stay, that's what we should do. That's being a good person. It's being a moral person. It's the right thing, right? This is what we're supposed to value in this country. Yet rates of homelessness are growing in the country. We certainly hear in Minnesota, we see tent cities, we see lack of affordable housing. And now the people that are trying to help are coming under fire. I'm talking about the churches. Now, I know so many of you are church-going people, and you guys do help. You offer food. You help people in your community. Well, some city officials and churches all over the country say they are receiving charges, receiving violations for violating zoning codes by providing food, and shelter to people in their community. Do you want this to happen at your church, in your community? Or do churches need to be properly zoned to house and feed people? I'll start. I'll start. I'll go first. I live a couple of blocks away from our synagogues. And I think it's great when they do things like, you know, raise food or or collect food together. We're not really set up to serve food, but we certainly collect food. But I'm just being totally honest here, friends. If homeless people started sleeping on the floor of the gym or, you know, organizing in large groups because they had nowhere else to go, I would think that that's great, but I would also... Give pause because often homeless people do not want to get help because if you choose to get help, that means you have to be sober. You have to be off drugs or they're choosing maybe not to take medications if they're mentally ill. There is a good portion of the homeless population that wants to remain homeless because they want to continue using drugs or alcohol or not getting proper help for whatever mental illness that they have. So you know what? I could see why people are getting bent out of shape if churches are responding and saying, yes, we will open our doors, which again, it's the right thing to do. It's the moral thing to do. Yet neighbors are saying, not in my backyard. How about your backyard? 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. Yeah, and that's what makes this issue so complex because I just before the break... Mm-hmm. Pleaded that this is an issue we can solve, that um, 
people next door who don't have a house or food is a is an issue that we as Americans are able to solve, and we should do that. But if the church that's three blocks away away from my house started to house and feed homeless people, and because of that, homeless people started milling about in the park where I take my kids to the playground, and mm-hmm possibly using substances there or mm-hmm. sleeping overnight there or causing a nuisance there. Like as a father of toddlers who use that park, I would have a problem with that. So I get that. Uh, and that's okay, David. That's okay. Like that, that we, I, I just admitted to it also. It's okay. We look for safe neighborhoods for our kids. So yeah. while we want to help, we also don't want people using drugs or mm-hmm. even alcohol yeah. or sleeping on a park bench. If Even if they're not using, there might be an aspect of mental illness mm-hmm. yeah. surrounding that, which is maybe the reason that they're homeless yeah. or the reason that they can't hold a job. <laughs> so I hear you, buddy. Yeah. I hear you. But then, yeah, I, I, you go back I and forth because tough. then you know, know that we live in a society where we have decided – I mean this is like gentrification and the growth of suburbs is that we've decided, well, if you have money, you get to live in a nice place where there's not this type of population and the Section 8 housing and those quote-unquote people get pushed to different neighborhoods. And I get to live over on this side where it's nicer mm-hmm. and that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing the – you know, the, the – gap in education and prosperity widen and widen and it doesn't seem like there's a good solution to this and churches are trying but getting right. pushback. Well that's it churches are trying because the government is not you know the government is impotent we feel like they haven't solved this problem and I look I'm not a part of the government I never plan to be I also don't know that I have the answer to homelessness but I do know that churches help and I'm grateful that churches and synagogues and mosques you know this is all religion I'm just saying churches because it's easier um, religious organizations they help they do their best at what cost to the community Gary says, as long as everyone stays off my property, I really don't care what my neighbors are doing. If my neighbors were trying to help vulnerable people, I would be proud to be neighbors with them. Gary, that that is beautiful. But okay, what if they were hanging over your fence um, smoking weed? Although weed's legal now, so that's a bad example. Sleeping in the backyard or I I don't know. I'm just and again, not all homeless people are bad people. Not all homeless people are on drugs. But for those that want to not be homeless, there are services for them. For those that are willing to get off drugs, for those that are willing to accept help, there are services and good ones. Look at Union Gospel Mission. That is a great one. Second Harvest would have services if you walked into one of their food shelves and says, I really need help and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to house myself And house my children, if you had children in that situation. Dan's in Elk River. Dan, jump in on this. Would you want your local church to be housing homeless folks? Absolutely. In fact, our church did house homeless folks uh, prior to COVID for many years. Um, Now, it was homeless families. And I think that's part of the um, problem here is that there's ignorance on what the homeless actually consist of there are a lot of homeless families and couples who are not users who are not abusers that just find themselves in tough financial situations and so i think we need to take time to understand who is being taken care of um, and who is going to be sheltered prior to saying no i don't want this in my backyard 
Dan, this is a great call because I think you really hit the nail on the head. And we do talk about this with Union Gospel Mission and our friends at Second Harvest, that sometimes people just fall on hard times that they're not addicts Absolutely. and they, they do need help. So, and Dan, I think there's a difference. Absolutely. I mean, I would put a family in my home if they, you know, needed a few months of help or assistance or to, to get back on their feet or to find a job that I'm with you, but how do you differentiate? Well, there, that's where there are a lot of programs that are set up because you can't just say, Hey, we have to open our doors. You need to have a process of intake, mm-hmm to bring these people in to understand sort of what they're going through and to help them where they are and to help them ideally get out, be able to get on their own. Um, So we can put an end to this continual homelessness uh, and figure out what, what the best solution is. Excellent point. Thank you, Dan. Thank you for calling in and being such a good community member. And yeah, what Dan said, he said there needs to be a kind of intake, but I would add there needs to be an outtake. There needs to be an exit strategy because you can't live in the church forever. And you probably don't want to if if we're talking about people, that, you know, homeless families that have fallen on hard times where somebody lost a job and they needed that or they were evicted because, you know, the apartment went condo. There are situations like that. And yes, homeless shelters do come in. It may be more comfortable to sleep at the at the church, you know, maybe, but um, that's a really good point. You got to monitor who's coming in. You also need a plan for going out and getting those people back on their feet. Mike's in Minneapolis. Mike, jump in here. What do you think? Hi. Um, I, speaking of uh, experience, um, current experience, recently in the last year, um, my sweetheart had to move into an assisted living facility. Mm-hmm. And things were, you know, okay. And literally right around the corner from this facility, a homeless shelter with over 100 beds opened up. And now um, we've got a situation where there are hundreds of vulnerable, very vulnerable people, handicapped, mm-hmm. elderly, you name it. And, and they're having trouble with um, people, you know, doing the things that addicts and other mm-hmm. people do. That come along with the homeless mm-hmm. do and i'm i'm thinking that these places i i know some of them do have security but i think they really need to put more emphasis on it they need to budget and plan for 24-hour security um because you know there there really are causing a problem for their neighbors and um i i don't know that's the only solution i can think of Yeah. See, again, you make an excellent point. We all want to help, but we also have to protect the people that we love and that are closest to us, like Mike's, you know, um, sweetheart. And Mike, again, a great call. This is all making us think because originally I was like, yes, the churches should be totally housing the homeless people and nobody should be coming at them with these zoning violations. And then, of course... I start thinking a little bit more and I visited homeless encampment shelters and I've talked to people who also choose to remain homeless. That comprehension is beyond me. That's not something that I can understand or maybe you can understand, but someone who's very addicted or someone who has given up or is, is mentally ill, you know, this is America. They, we don't put people in asylums anymore. We let them be homeless. Yet, you guys are right. They're not necessarily 
those people that I want to be living in the park across the street from my house. And I bought this house because I like that park and I want my kids to play there and I want them to be safe. So it's not as easy a solution as do we say yes on the churches or no on the churches. But uh, keep the conversation coming. I see your text, 651-461-9226. Does anybody have an, an experience with this or any pastors out there saying, yes, bring it on or no, we should have, you know, zoning restrictions to protect our communities. 651-461-9226. Recapping our conversation, we all want to help homeless people. And churches often step in in communities. Churches, mosques, synagogues, religious organizations often step in when they have to. But religious leaders all over the country are now saying they're facing barriers from city officials, saying law enforcement, as they sweep away tent encampments, they're telling unhoused, unhoused people to find shelter in other places. Well, many people are going to churches. But then some law enforcement or people in the communities will slap a zoning violation on the churches for housing unhoused people. It's a catch-22. So the question I was asking you is, do you want your local church, your neighborhood synagogue, your neighborhood mosque, do you want that as housing for unhoused people? Joining us is Jean in Maplewood. Now, Jean, uh, David tells me you're a social worker. Is that right? Oh, no, I'm a retired social worker. Oh, I, I, um, it's been a, a number of years. I was a, a retired social worker down in Dakota County um, mm-hmm. Social Services. You know, the, the thing that really, really bothers me when people like to say, well, you know, they can get themselves up by their own bootstraps, all the whole thing. Now, when a client of mine was homeless and sometimes living in their car, um, we would try to get them out of their car and into some, yeah. even like a transitional place if we could or whatever. Now, they, people have to realize to get into an apartment, you have to have a certain amount of income. You know, mm-hmm. you have to have um, first month's rent, last month's rent, and you have to have enough money for, like, like we all have to pay, you know, um, electricity, all that kind of stuff. So they have to have a job. And a lot of my clients, or some of my clients, maybe would have a job, but they didn't have enough money to, to sustain them, you yes. know. And when you see homelessness, but what bothers me is that they say, well, um, you know, homelessness is, 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 is not just the person with the bottle of beer or whatever, it's all kinds of people. It's families. Mm-hmm. It's it's people. It's, it's a man or a woman who doesn't want to get rescued, and those are those are the persons with maybe mental health issues who you want to get out of there. Um, it's all kinds of people, and what really bothers me is that people say, "Oh yeah, go to the churches." Well, the churches times are are having a hard time with with themselves. You know, and you can't just say go to the churches. And our church is a very small church, and we do a lot of things with our local food shelf. We give a lot to the local food shelf, mm-hmm. and as much as we can, um, we could never house anyone with our church being small, but we can do a lot mm-hmm. of things in the community. And a lot of people do that, but, you know, especially people say, well, you know, go to the church, go to the church. Well, you can't expect that from all churches. Now, you know, I don't. I don't begrudge any churches if they want to do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, house people. I think that'd be great. But you know, I, I'm a liberal. So what do I say? Yeah, you're no, well, Gene, I, appreci- I appreciate it. And thank you for all your great work that you did with uh, your your clients. We appreciate you, Gene. Um, some of the texters say this. 
I would support my church housing and providing other support services for non-addict families with children. I would not approve of drug alcohol addicts. Addicts are desperate for their next fix and may rob whomever or wherever to get that fix. That's a texter. Um, you know, you make a good point. We're just being honest. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Here, friends, we're saying that quiet part out loud because, yes, we want to help homeless people. We for sure do, but we want, we need to help people that want to help themselves, which is exactly Gene's point. Not everybody is an addict, but there are people that don't want help. And those are the ones I think a lot of us agree. Well, if you don't want help or you're not willing to get clean or do the work to get yourself, you know, accept help and get clean, then you shouldn't be in the church basement. It's just not a safe place for the people that are supporting that church. Uh, this texter writes, love that Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Eden Prairie supports housing, prop food shelf, and Habitat for Humanity. We also bought a home for a homeless young girl in Eden Prairie. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. See, that is beautiful. And I bet that young girl is working hard at her education or her job or wherever she is and understands the huge gift that she was given. I'm sure she is a worthy candidate. This texter says, Jor, I had a few circumstances within the last couple of weeks where I offered a homeless person some food. They said they wanted money. I said I would not give them money. They started cussing and swearing at me because they wanted to use it for drugs and alcohol. And that's when you walk away. Uh, this texter, it's unfortunate that some of the local mega churches, such as the one well, I'm not going to say where it is, do little to help communities. Smaller churches tend to uphold our communities very well and should be an example rather than letting people sleep on streets or in tents. Yes, I agree. Uh, Jor, we had some probably mentally ill folks set fire to our house. Luckily, the neighbors spotted it right right away. Okay, great. And that happens. I mean, there's there are people out there that are willing to do bad. Somebody tried to carjack my son in our garage a few days ago. I mean, it's crazy. Hey, Jor, what would Jesus do? That's pretty much what we're asking. What would you, Jesus would want to help. And many of us do. But I imagine Jesus would also realize that some people either don't want to be helped, don't want to accept help, 
and then would probably work with the people that want to better themselves. Churches can set up tiny houses for such a thing. They can. They can. Um, Jor, help the ones that want help and the ones that don't want help. We have to come to a solution because I work very, very, very hard for my family to live in a good neighborhood. Um, I'm like in Minnetonka and I do not under any circumstances want our parks full of smoke, weed or doing drugs. I get it. I get it. Um, you're a lot of texts, a lot of texts are coming through. I wow. A lot of texts. Okay. I will try to, uh, read, get, you know, get through some more. This is interesting. The sexer says, love how people pick and choose who should be helped. God helps all. Yes. God helps all, but remember God helps those who want to be helped too. There are people that, and there are people in all of our lives that don't want to change or don't necessarily want to better themselves, whether it be because of mental illness or other things. But um, it, it's it's hard to save everybody. It's also 1130. I appreciate all of these texts. I promise we will, uh, I, I can sprinkle them throughout the rest of the show. But the best email signature I've ever seen I will read to you right after the break. Next. David, I know you will appreciate this best email signature. Now, I ripped it off my Instagram because it was posted there. But I really think I am going to start using this in my email. Long... Oh, along with WCCO Radio, but I really think this, because isn't, what did Vanita say? Isn't today like book your vacation day or uh, take your vacation Yeah, time? schedule your vacation Some, day. It's also like croissants day and like, yeah, know. you know, like left, left day. pinky day or something. Ridiculous. <laughs> I know. We don't subscribe to that. But I like the idea of planning your vacations for the year. So you use every bit of your vacation time and fellow Americans, please do that. Um, so this is the email signature and it's fantastic. Quote, it's normal for me to take two days to read my emails and two more days to reflect on the matter and respond calmly. The culture of immediacy and the constant fragmentation of time are not very compatible with the kind of life I lead. Period. I love it so much. (laughs) That's good. Telling somebody that you are not going to respond to their email for at least two days say, you know, it's normal for me to take two days to release, read my emails. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not going to be certainly after work hours, I'm not going to be checking on it all night and I'm definitely not going to be responding. So two days to read them and then two more to reflect (laughs) and respond in a matter that is calm. I was like, okay, four days, that's a long time to not respond to somebody's email, especially if it's a work thing. And in our business, David, I mean, we email people in the morning and expect for them to get booked on the show like an hour and a half later. So we're, our business is one of immediacy. But I really like this idea of responding that it's going to take me four days to get back to you. Don't be offended. Don't think anything's wrong. Don't think I've been in a horrible car crash. Don't think you're not important. But my mental health is a little bit more important. And I will respond in the time in which I feel is appropriate. Is four days too long? Well, I think it all has to do with what type of communication it is and what mm-hmm. um, what business you have, what, what type of industry you're in. Mm-hmm. I think, okay, so the specific one you read is very tongue-in-cheek. Mm-hmm. And my guess is 
is probably in direct response. That was probably a passive aggressive response to somebody else at their company or that they work with getting frustrated that they weren't responding quick enough is my guess, mm-hmm. right? That was there's some context there. I do think, however, that it may be helpful to add something like that to email signatures that just kindly says, um, here's the type of email response you can expect from me. Like Mm -hmm. if I were to add something like that, I would say I get to most emails within 24 hours, but Mm -hmm. rarely respond to emails outside of business hours. Like I, okay. like I try to, I try to, you know, stay on top of it during the day mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. sometimes at night I'll, you know, usually at night I'll check in just to see if there's anything. Mm-hmm. But if I see something, but in I don't the like evening, responding at night. No, I don't like respond because then they might respond back to you. And now of course you're working yeah, and now it's you're nine working. o'clock yes. at night and uh, I don't like that. But to be honest about that, to be okay for, you know, for most of my stuff, I don't check off business hours, but for most mm-hmm. of it, I get to it within 24 hours. Like that's helpful to know. Whereas in other industries, you go, "Hey, um, this is my main source of communication. I try mm-hmm. to respond to all emails within two hours." Like it's just helpful to know that when you're corresponding with somebody, what type yeah. of communication can I expect? And in our business, that won't really fly. We have a business of immediacy. We need to book guests for the show. We need to respond to news in real time. So that doesn't always work. And I do get annoyed with politicians that say, oh, yeah, maybe we'll look into next week. And it's like, wait a minute. I need to respond. You know, I'm, David reached out to Ilhan Omar. I invited her on the show today. Like, we, I kind of want to hear your reasoning for the speech you made in front of other Somali Americans. So I kind of want to hear that. She's not going to respond. She never does, by the way. So she's not going to respond to us. So we're not going to get a response. Our best we can do is, is reach out. But if we're reaching out to an author, and I want to talk about their book or, you know, a deeper analysis about something, it's okay to take a day or two to respond because it's not an immediate news subject that we need to know right away. I will say this, PR people, if you make a pitch to us, you are in the business of immediacy in responding, certainly within a half day's work. If you send me a pitch and I open it up at eight in the morning, you need to be able to respond and get that person booked. If you want me to book them, if you get that person booked on my show. So if you're working in PR, if you're working in media, I get it. If you're working in basket weaving or even, you know, even like uh, marketing or finance, maybe you can take a longer time and have a more chill mm-hmm. response. But I'll tell you this. If you're my kid's school counselor, I would like a response within a day. A day. 24 hours. Okay. I think this brings up a larger question. I think companies are getting better and need to get better at clarifying what mediums of communication are used for what things. Because Mm. usually if you're at a company, you've got an email, you've got like teams or some sort of messaging um, uh, feature, Slack, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. you use for that. And then you can be texting people as well. And Mm -hmm. I think it's important that everybody's on the same page. And I think in a, like in a small level, I think of like me and you and Adam, if -hmm. you guys want to communicate something to me that's outside of our normal working hours together, you will email it unless it's something that needs attention before tomorrow's show. Then you will text me and say, hey, we'd like this guest. So Mm -hmm. 
We've never had a meeting exactly. to talk about that because it's just three of us, but that's what we do. And I think larger companies need to, and many have, uh, procedures. Hey, emails are expected to be read and responded within 24 mm-hmm. hours. Slack messages mm-hmm. are expected to respond within 20 minutes if it's within business hours. Whatever your, your mm-hmm. process is, like, that just needs to get communicated well. And I think that's so that things can get done, but more importantly, so that employees know what's expected and can respond when they're supposed to respond and then can have the freedom to not respond when they don't need to respond. Because we've all had the friend where you're at dinner or something and they get a Slack message and all oh. of a sudden they're distracted. And it's like, why are you on your Slack? Like, yeah, if that's you a bad friend. If you aren't working, you, you should Slack. turn off the notifications on your Slack mm-hmm. at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. and be done. And if you need away. to check it later, go ahead. But mm-hmm. it, it's not a helpful work environment or personal environment to be sort of bobbing in and out of all that the worst though and you and i have both been victim of this <laughs> is when is when brad sends us a text that's a, he, brad's our boss yeah can you talk it's like oh you're <laughs> killing me can you talk brad what do you want am i getting fired like am i those people who are getting yeah. fired over <laughs> zoom oh brad because if I get an email from Brad and he's like, oh, let's set up a show meeting. Great. I know exactly what yes. that is. But yep. the, the infernal yeah. from your boss, and it's not just Brad, of course. He's a great boss. Yeah. I actually do really like him. <laughs> um, any boss, yeah. when they you know have a minute, you just want to reach through the phone and wring their okay. neck because – no matter what kind of relationship you have with your boss, when they say things like this, you know, can I call you? Do you have a minute? You just, you know, it's not good. It, it's never good that, when they do that. That's just true in life, though, too. Like if your spouse or your kid or something texts you, hey, got a minute to chat tonight? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's not good. Right. Something's going down. I, isn't that terrible? <laughs> My kids, Ruby once said that to me. Like, I, I, I would send her a text like every, like, you know, she's not my most communicative and she knows that. So, like, I'll shoot her a text after uh, school if she's with a friend. Everything okay? And she's like, yes, why? Mom, is everything okay with you? What's going on? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, babe. I just, that was like a friendly text, but it didn't, you can't tell tone with text. So she would be like, mom. I panic every time you send me that and because I think something's not okay and there's something I'm in trouble for. I was like, first of all, she's never in trouble. She's my easy one. So no, but yet it kind of got me thinking about the words I use when I text my kids instead of, you know, now I'll just do a, hi, baby, hope your day's going great. I'm good. Love you. Talk to you later. So to make sure that it's just, this is a check-in and I miss you and that's it instead of um, having them panic like I got to call my mom because everything's not okay with her so words definitely matter but I started the segment with this email um, signature that I loved I will read it for you one more time oh someone texted in then there's the dreaded we need to talk yeah there's there's that but that's you're getting broken up with if the we need to talk or you're getting fired if the you're on the we need to talk email string or text string So this is the email signature that I'm encouraging everybody to add to their email strings or their email signatures. Quote, it's normal for me to take two days to read my emails and two more days to reflect on the matter and respond calmly. The culture of immediacy and the constant fragmentation of time are not very compatible with the life, the kind of life I lead. I want that to be the life I lead, but it's just, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Mine is a lot more immediate, a lot more stressed, but 
That is the life I aspire to. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 